0: Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Cafecito con Estrellita. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hola mi gente, welcome back to Cafecito con Estrellita. I hope you're doing well this week and ah, I've missed you all so, so much. As I've said before, and I'll say it again, if I could make this podcast my full-time job while going to school, I totally would, and like ups, upload episodes almost every single day. However, with the type of working student lifestyle I have right now, I can't necessarily do that. So I really do what I can by doing weekly solo episodes. Now we hint that let's. Before getting into the fact of the day, I want to just catch you all up on how everything's going. So Instagram, I've been pretty active on that, have been active since I started the podcast back in May 2020. I've also recently jumped on to TikTok, so if you are on TikTok, go ahead and give Cafecito con Estrellita a follow because not only do I share some consejitos on the first-gen experience and how our first-gen gente can still keep powering through education and even just like any struggles they may be feeling in their Latinx households. I also do little skits, which like it warms my heart because fun fact, I used to be a theater kid in high school and it's, I really feel like that's always been a big part of my life. So with the little skits that I do based on the TikTok audio sounds that go around everywhere. I just put it together and make it my own. So definitely check out Cafecito con Estrita TikTok if you want a good inspiration or even just some funny laughs. And lastly, if you are not on me First Gen Gente Facebook group, I highly recommend you check it out. And the reason why I'm saying that Mi Gente is because me, I check up that Facebook group like at least once a day. And it can go from anything of me sharing research articles that talk about how many Latinx individuals hold higher education degrees. So interesting articles like that. I also share a lot of TED Talks and I just share little polls like earlier today. I put a poll saying, hey, if you could only have one food, frijoles or huevos, for the rest of the year, what would it be? And it's pretty, it's a pretty engaging group, which I'm very happy about. So if you want to keep building community, if you want to be able to connect with others and just even have good, interesting reads. And I also go ahead and put up like whenever I find a very interesting event coming up in regards to higher ed, I also let people know on that. So just find us on Facebook so we can keep connecting from there, mi gente. Now, let's talk a little bit about the fact of this week, and I really, really want to highlight that about 5%, and I say about 5% because the numbers, they will continue to, to rise. It just takes time. There's about 5% of Latinx individuals that hold doctoral degrees. And mi gente, that is just something I want to make sure that like I bring to light, especially for our comunidad, because so many of us are gaining bachelor's degrees. So many of us are at the master level in their graduate programs and all those good things. But I really feel like as a community, we need to continue to empower each other to really strive for that doctorate degree. Because here's the thing, yes, it may be a couple extra years. However, if you truly find the passion of whichever doctoral program calls your interest, you will most likely be working on research, your dissertation, whatever it may be, mi gente. And let me just tell you this, when a Latinx individual is doing research especially about like the first gen experience or even about anything that has to do with mental health in regards to our Latinx community, minority groups, etc. That research will then eventually get published and once it gets published, it has a high chance most likely being read and found by other students that can incorporate it into any research papers they may be doing at the undergrad level, or maybe just using those research that you've done in your doctorate program to put into any presentation they may have at conferences and whatnot. And, and remember, the representation truly matters. And then one more thing I do want to bring up about doctoral degrees, let's say you you choose that path, Okay. And most of the time, people, when they do get their doctorates degrees, doctorates, doctoral degrees, and a lot of the times, we have individuals that may think, oh, if I get a doctorate degree, then my only jobs is to be a professor, or if I want to do research, I can only do research as a professor. No, that just depending on what area of interest you get your doctoral degree, you can go ahead and maneuver into different job fields, and I'm telling you this based on research I've done in the past, because, well, as I've shared before, I'm really striving for my doctorate in educational leadership, but also just conversations I've had with professionals, with professors of the types of careers that are out there for candidates that have doctoral degrees. And I can give you an example. Let's say you went ahead and got your doctoral degree in sociology, communications, and whatnot you could totally work as a researcher for a company such as Instagram. And the reason why I find that so intriguing and important to know, in case you didn't know about that before, if you're a researcher at Instagram and you are from our Latinx community, not only, well, one, you're working a really well-known brand, but also let's say you're sitting at one of like those big Big meeting tables, and you're speaking to a couple CEOs from other companies and whatnot. And they're trying to say, Oh, Instagram needs this. What do you think? Because you know and have experienced what it is to be Latinx and what our Latinx communities need from the social media platforms and whatnot. You could definitely advocate for us based on not only your educational experiences, but the personal experiences you gained due to your upbringing. And then also me hint that you could even have jobs with your doctoral degrees at the administration level, at universities, in public health care, just things like that. And a lot of times it just goes back to, well, one, just make sure that you are choosing a PhD program that will not only fits your needs, but you also know will kind of gear you into the right direction on where you would like to see yourself career-wise in the future. And Also, I just want to remind you too that when you are getting your doctoral degree, you really are making a difference and it goes from like writing and creating your dissertation at the PhD level and even after you graduate and you're in the professional world, teaching at these universities or doing research for these big companies, it really makes a difference because then it starts To feel like our voices are being heard as Latinx individuals who are looking for role models and people to look up to and then just see that these companies, these big universities are taking to account what these students need from our Latinx background based on the professionals that are already there advocating for all of us. Now the next thing I really want to highlight, Miente, is that it's never too early nor too late to start, you know, imagining, planning for grad school, whether it's the master's level and the doctorate level. And the reason why I say that is because for myself, when I first started community college, no one really told me. I just know that and remembered as I was sitting in my first semester of community college, I saw my professors lecturing. I was really inspired and I just knew, well, I really love school because I genuinely have always loved school. And I just knew I, I wanted to do something, something pretty big for myself. So I would just listen to my professors speak. And then once I would like go to their office hours and kind of talk to them, they had mentioned that like, oh yes, like you to be able to teach as a professor, you need to go to grad school. You can get your master's, PhD, whatnot. And that's when the seed planted in my head as early as community college, I'm going to get my doctorate degree. I'm going to do it. I'm going to keep striving towards it. And I've also met amazing mujeres, hombres, just our first-gen gente, that they started to think of grad school during their last year of undergrad. And then they started to plan, they started to figure out whether their programs required the GRE or not, whether or not their passions were something they wanted to turn like into a career, just things like that, mi gente. So... If you're over here just listening to me, just give out all this information, you should get your doctorate, you should get your doctorate, but you feel like, wait, I haven't even had the time to soak it in if this is what I want or to soak in like, what? But I just finished my first semester of distance learning. If, if it may feel like I'm giving it all to you a little too much about the doctorate degree, no matter what level you are in right now in your higher education path, just know it's never too early nor never too late to start planning for grad school. Whenever the time is right for you, it'll be right for you. And if there's a time you just want to come back to this episode or whichever episode I have uploaded that talks about my grad journey or anybody else's grad journey, these episodes will always be here. But if I could just plant that seed in your head or like even if the seed's already been planted or even if you're a grad student right now, I just hope that this episode and the way the conversation is gearing just continues to motivate you to keep going and find all that for yourself. Now, the other thing I do want to mention, though, también mi gente, I know right now I sound very like eager, very positive, like hey, just get your doctorate degree, we can do it together. I also again just want you to take the time and reflect. Okay, this doctorate degree, I want it, I don't want it. I want you to reflect and really see if it's something you want for yourself too. And I'm just saying this as like if like a big sister, to be honest, because the doctoral journey is, is no joke. It, it It is pretty long and it's tedious. And sometimes it can feel very lonesome because here's the thing. You could have your cohort in grad school, or sometimes you may not have a cohort. It just depends on your program and your interests. But even though you may meet your peers and get along with professors, whoever's in your program, Sometimes it can feel lonesome in the sense where you see your family members or other people you went to undergrad with, and you see that they're getting married, you see that they're buying their houses, you see that they've landed in these pretty impressive nine to five jobs that are paying them pretty well. And, you know, we're still like having to pay tuition or like look for funding to help us fund our tuition. It can feel a little like unmotivating, like, wow. Am I doing the right thing? And I'm just sharing this from my perspective too, because I'm 26 and I I have my fair share of like a lot of mis amigas that are either engaged or it looks like it's about to it's about to come. However, whatever path you choose, I just want to make sure you reflect back. And no matter if you choose doctorate or not, you have my support and you have the support of so many. And Even though the journey is long, I promise you it's worth it. And yes, I'm telling you, I promise it's worth it. And I I don't have my, my doctorate degree yet, but just based on the conversations I've had with professors, based on the conversations I've had with people who have obtained their graduate degrees, articles I've read, a lot of the times these people, they do say it is worth it. So I that's just something I definitely want to leave off as we start to transition from this talk into the next. All right, this. So let's go ahead and just continue to move on forward. And something I really want to highlight is the fact and the statement itself. I am paving the way. What exactly that means and what it means for you, because at least for myself. I used to hear, I'm paving the way, or as first gen, you're paving the way. During my last few quarters, I was about to say semesters, but my last few quarters of undergrad. And when I would hear that, I really didn't understand what it meant. I just knew like, okay, I am first gen. My parents did not go to college. I'm doing this thing. Okay. I'm here. I'm doing the thing. Okay. And people are saying I'm paving the way. Like, I get it, but I don't really get it. And to be honest, during my undergrad, a majority of it, the biggest identity I held close to me was that I was a transfer student but I, and that I was Latina. But being first gen, I just couldn't really grasp the concept until I was getting closer to graduation, to be honest. And that's when it just all hit me and I was reflecting back. And I'm like paving the way requires so much because overall, if I could just put it all in one sentence, an individual, a first-gen Latinx student who is paving the way is being a role model without a role model. Like, if you really think about it, and I once that came with that realization i made a tiktok about it first and foremost and then you know i made an, an instagram post and then i saw that that, that instagram post a role model without a role model equals first gen paving the way. I saw I was getting a lot of positive feedback. I'm like, okay, so there are so many people that resonate with this that that do feel like, oh my gosh, I, I am a role model, but how am I supposed to do this? And and I felt like, okay, what can I do? Now I know that many of us feel this way. What can I do as Estrellito, the podcast host that advocates for first-gen gente, as I continue to do the absolute best I can to guide you through the path of education, I started to think, I'm like, okay, well, first-gen, we naturally have that hustle and resilience within us, you know, because yes, we, have may, we may have gone and are continuing to go through higher ed without a proper role model, whatever that means. However, we've always had that first-gen hustle and resilience, like we were built for this. I mean, if you remember the stories that our families would tell us, the textbooks, los cuentos, our, our first-gen gente, our ancestors, they, they've been through a lot for us as first-gen to be built for academia. So once I saw that a lot of people resonated, a role model without a role model, that's when I created this seven self-affirmation list, which... You, which It was so crazy because once I posted it shortly after, same thing, just so much feedback, so much positive feedback. People felt connected, people felt heard. So, right now, I just want to take the time to read it all to you. I've only written seven. I don't know if I'm going to make a part two because I don't want it to kind of be like, you know, how like it's a hit or miss? Like, for example, when the Toy Story movies came out a lot of people were like, no, like don't make a two, don't make a three, don't make a four at first because they just didn't want the storyline to get like, you know, not not be as good as like the original. I mean, even though the original is always the best, so I'll see. But the seven affirmations that I made... They are genuine things I have told myself. I had even told, I even had told myself during undergrad when I didn't even find myself fully grasping what first gen was. All I truly understood was that I was a transfer student, which is a whole, whole other identity and story in itself. And that I was Latina. That's all that really resonated with me. But this is what I created. Number one, I belong here. I deserve that degree. This is for me e la familia. Academic success does not define me. This university needs me. I will be kind to myself. I am paving the way. And when I created this list, man, that I just, I could feel and see the reassurance within myself and the others that have engaged and are continuing to engage with this post. Because, well, number one, it's important that we remind ourselves as first gen without, you know, the real, real role models. We eventually find some, but you know what I mean? A lot of the times we experience imposter syndrome, constantly feeling like I don't belong at this university. This university doesn't need me. My gosh, I'm not getting 4.0. So, academic success, uh, I'm not a good student. It's all those things that come together that pretty much stem from imposter syndrome, which is why I felt it was very helpful to create a specific self affirmations list specifically for first gen students, whether you're in undergrad or grad school, that will remind you you are supposed to be here. And I don't know about you, but I'll share a little bit. When it comes to imposter syndrome, because even myself, I, I still get it. And I feel like imposter syndrome, it's just something that many of us, no matter what level of professionalism we may find ourselves in, no matter how much older we get, imposter syndrome will always somewhat be ingrained. But to be honest, me the way that I tend to overcome it better and better each time is that once I start to get the feelings, once I start to find myself like getting anything such as like, Feeling anxious for a test or just feeling like I'm not prepared enough to even be in this program, I stop myself and I remind myself of, okay, Estaria, think of everything you've accomplished. You got in your bachelor's degree. You got your bachelor's degree when you were on academic probation, transferring to a four-year university, but then ended up graduating with honors and two degrees. You've been able to connect and get to know professors to help you figure out what you want to do at the doctorate level once you're there. And then I just remind myself of all these things. And every time I remind myself of these personal successes of mine, or even academic successes, whichever, whichever feels good to you, I start to just shake off that imposter syndrome. And I just, I want to make sure que ustedes, you, you keep that in mind because I feel like imposter syndrome will honestly always be there. So the best thing for us is just to be our own cheerleader, remind ourselves of everything we've accomplished. And sometimes, let's say you can't remember everything at once because what if it, like, you're feeling extra anxiousness? Well, that's why I feel like self-affirmation specifically for first-gen help because I belong here. Just three words. Three words. I belong here. This university needs me. This, boom, like quick grabber that just like makes so much sense all right me then now one more thing i really do want to talk about before we start to bring this episode to a close so many of us it's no secret we're still going through distance learning and well as you know i'm at the graduate level but i do still work on my podcast i create content as a higher education content creator and whatnot And the reason why I'm telling you this, Mayhentha, is because whether you're in undergrad or grad school, I feel like the earlier you can, the better. I want you, while you're doing your distance learning, while you're studying for your degree, getting your education and all that good stuff, I want you to take the time and to just research things such as how to run Google ads, how to manage social media platforms for small businesses. What is a small business? Etc. And I want you to do that because here's the thing. Although there are so many cons that do come with distance learning, that do come with living in a very unusual time, I also want you to know that you can take this time to your advantage where not only are you learning and getting your degree, but you're also teaching yourself while you're at home most of the time, how to run things like ads, how to start a business or how to even run platforms for other businesses, like to be like their intern social media marketer. And I tell you this because if you start teaching yourself these things while you're a student and you start to like practice, you because you can pretty much teach yourself anything online right now, like... It's pretty interesting because we have Google. Then you start to get good at it. You build on that skill. So then once you graduate with your degree, you have all these diversified skill sets in the techie side. So if you did want to go on to be a full-time nine-to-five entrepreneur, or once you go to your nine-to-five job, you can have like a side hustle to continue bringing you passive income. And that, I think that's very important for all of us as 1st general Latinx students to keep in mind, because even if you don't go to the nine-to-five and you go straight into grad school, you could still build the passive income. And again, and it does, like, let's say you, do, you end up having your small business and you sell like stickers or shirts or whatever it may be if maybe you don't find yourself in that route you could totally run ads for other small businesses and like charge them and then that would be your passive income and i just i just say like you know if there's one thing i could tell you is just take advantage of the time we have now while being in quarantine to really educate and diversify your skill set outside of academia but like where it would benefit you. And in this case, it would be marketing and things like that, because that's kind of the secret me as I continue to like, well, right now I'm reading this book called the, I can't remember the title of my head and the book is away in my backpack, but it's the the little book of common sense investing. And I've listened to a bunch of, a couple of TED talks and the way these people are able to like have like a good source of income for a long period of of time in their lifetime is that they build this passive income, but when they built this passive income, they built it when they were pretty young and they knew that they could continue living like below their means. And who else better to live below their means <laughs> than higher education students, if I'm being honest, you know, because we're always getting those student discounts and da 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 And I say this too, because for example, Cafecito con Estrellita, I have a website, right? because I'm a student I get like I forgot I can't remember the percentage but I get a good percentage off for my website for an entire year cuz I signed up with my student email which I think is pretty awesome so then like again if you were to let's say train yourself how to run Google Ads or how to like be a social media marketer for small businesses and then you could go ahead and make yourself a website And be like, hey, I could run your business there with ads. Well, not run their business, but run the ads of the business. And you could do that on your website, which you get a good discount off of, and just things like that. So I kind of want you to keep that in mind. Kind of brainstorm a little bit. Kind of take this as like, I'm a big sister telling you, hey, look into this because your future self will thank you. Because how awesome would it be that you're a professor or you're working at a really good nine to five? And you're like, oh, yeah, I have this cool job, but I also got some passive income coming through. You know what I'm saying, Miente? And as I've mentioned before, podcasting, learning more about the podcast world as a day by day, to be honest, that's kind of been my diversified skill set, because then like Well, I don't see myself leaving Cafecito con Estrellita anytime soon. I hope I could keep it throughout my entire higher ed journey. But let's say for whatever reason, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do Cafecito con Estrellita anymore. And, And then just like, I'm going to apply to jobs. I could totally put my podcasting skills and the fact that I had a passion project on like my resume or a CV, because that shows a different kind of commitment than most people would that never found themselves dabbing into this type of area. You know what I'm saying? And I think that would be so awesome for all of you as well. Even if you just start like a passion project, see where it goes for yourself, or even saying like, how cool would it be on your resume putting, I can run Google ads, I can run Facebook ads, I can run Pinterest ads, TikTok ads, you teach yourself this, and maybe if you don't keep it as like a long-term side hustle, when you are looking for those jobs, just putting that on your resume, it'll be like, oh, wow, this candidate is super, super self-sufficient. Let's, let's hire them. (laughs) So I think that that's one thing to really keep in mind. And then the other thing I wanted to mention to me is like, so if you're listening to this episode, if you're still with me, you get to have a little sneak peek, but I'm, I'm working on getting stickers and merch out, like, which I'm pretty excited about. So Not too long ago, my older sister for my birthday, she gifted me a sweater with my logo on it. It says, cafecito con estreita. And I've gotten pretty good feedback on it. So I'm like, okay. I'm just like, as I'm telling you all, research to figure out these things. I'm researching and trying to figure out, okay, how can I sell like like merch, like sweaters and shirts while being a grad student? So I'm researching all that. (laughs) Because with the type of lifestyle I'm currently living in, I don't think I actually would be Able to have the time to like make the shirts and sweaters and send them from my address. Like I'm gonna have to figure all that out, which I'm in the process. And I'm also in the process of making my stickers. So I already have a batch ready, which but was by the way, my older sister surprised me again for my birthday, and she actually sent me well created and sent me a batch of stickers. I haven't put them up to sale yet. Because I want to figure out like, okay, how can Mijente even order it off my website? Just things like that. But once I get that all situated, you should be seeing stickers and merch out very, very soon. And other stuff. But I'm going to talk about the other stuff a little later because I'm still working on it. But the one that will most likely come out way sooner than anything else are the stickers and most likely the shirts and sweaters. And lastly, my gente, you know we cannot end an episode without a quote. And this quote was actually on my course syllabus the first week for spring. And it really touched my heart because the quote was under the professor's objective. Like, you know, when you get the syllabus or syllabi and there's an objective. And that was literally the objective, the quote. So let me go ahead and read it to you. If you talk to a man in a language he understands. That goes to his head. If you talk to him in his language, that goes to his heart. Nelson Mandela. That is so, so beautiful. And as many of you know, or I'm not sure if you do, but I'll tell you anyways, like, oh my gosh, I I love, I love, 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 bilingualism, like, oh my gosh, like I can't explain it. Cause all right. So when I got my bachelor's degree, I got in global studies in Spanish, but for some reason, even though I did struggle a bit with my Spanish degree, because at least for me, Spanish wasn't my first language. And I just had a lot of personal stuff going on at the time that, ah, uh, ah, uh, it would sometimes affect like my work ethic. But We still made it through and I still did my senior honors thesis with it, but I don't know what it was, but I always felt mas orgullo me senti mas orgullosa, once receiving my bachelor's degree in Spanish. And then right after undergrad, as I've shared before, I went straight into my master's in Spanish, but then family stuff happened. So I had to leave that program. But now I'm in my program where I'm getting my teaching credential in Spanish, then master's in education. And oh my gosh, like education in Spanish is just I found my passion and I'm just hoping that as we continue to have these conversations through Cafecito con Estreita, this podcast and whatnot, I hope that I can help strike some passions into you as well, or just continue to help you feel empowered and inspired the best way you can with yourself, with yourself, mi gente, because here's the thing. Remember, I'm just having conversations with you. I'm just guiding you the best way that I, I think I can. That at the end of the day, you are the inspiration. You are the ones putting in the actions for yourselves to either find your inspirations or if you already found it, to keep working towards them. (laughs) And there's definitely all that. All right, mi gente, so this concludes our solo episode. Please don't forget to subscribe to Cafecito con Estrellita on any platform that you use to listen to the podcast, and we'll talk soon. Adios.